Yeah, it's gone. Is it? Yes. <laughs> is it? Is it gone? Is it? Is it going though? Yes. <laughs> Look. Is it? No. <laughs> this is my resignation. All right, Christina, bring it on. Hope she's ready she's to do gonna, all the editing. I was gonna say, just kidding. She's gonna take it over. It's gonna be completely just the Christina show. There's not gonna be anybody on with her. She's gonna do it by herself. <laughs> oh, look who just texted me, Christina. So- I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she's like Stephanie broke it. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Sarah. And this is Dead Dead Time Stories. A weekly podcast where Sarah and I get together to talk about ghost stories, true crime, conspiracies, cults, supernatural, paranormal, or even just the generally weird, eerie, spooky, strange stuff that we want to talk about that week. Why is that, Sarah? Because it's our show, and it's not yours. I almost had it memorized. You're going to get it I panicked, though. I panicked because I realized I didn't have it in front of me, and then that made me... Three years and some change. Well, because we started a podcast together where we talk about because we didn't have this official intro until like you know like a couple four months weeks ago. ago. So, <laughs> so now I'm like, if this isn't the episode that's coming out before our three year anniversary, this is the episode that's out after our three year anniversary. Which our three year anniversary is like May 31st was when we first released our episodes. So, oh my gosh. Three years ago, Stephanie and I got together to do a podcast about we weird conspiracy. behind the portal behind the Burger King in Chicago. We somehow got Adel Rafai on our show. We did. And he, we did. We did, we did. that. He was and in that. And then he blocked us. So. And <laughs> <laughs> now he won't he return like, my emails. He was like, you know, I consider you friends now. And if you're in Chicago, you should tell me. And we we're like, we're coming to Chicago. And he was like, Who's, who is this? He was like, unsubscribe. and we're like, new phone. And he was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird because I sent it to his email, not even his phone number. And so, like, I know like, he got what? it. If this is your first time listening to our podcast, stop. stop. Go back. Go back to the beginning. Start at the beginning. Grumble Thorpe to my mouth a little bit. We mean it. Don't go any further. This is the part where you stop the podcast and you go back and you start at the beginning. Okay, great. Welcome back. Thank you so much. We're here. We're in the studio. In the We're studio. three years old. We are officially a terrible toddler. Let's get crazy. I say, it's so much. Uh, not uh, You have the headphones, but you've got the over-the-ear headphones. And at home, I've got those, like, in-ear headphones. And I hate wearing them for, like, extended periods of time. And it's so difficult. Like, they the hurt in my the ears. ears? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine. And I'm just, I'm really excited to, one, not have that awful sensation for extended periods of time. And two... I'm excited to just be back together in the studio. Like, it's uh, it's just such a nice experience. It makes me feel real profesh. It, it makes everything go a lot smoother because we're not dealing with a lag from communicating via We a... can actually say things in sync. I have mad respect for the people who host a podcast from beginning. They've like always been remote. Are remote. <laughs> because I don't know how you do it. 
I don't know how you make it sound good. I hope we never go back to that life. I don't want to go back to that either. It's just too much for me. I would rather be here in the studio like with our are. wonderful sound engineer who can help make sure things sound good. I'm so happy. It's just, it's very nice. We're happy to be here. We're happy to be back. So, at sometimes we have a hard time bantering when we're doing two episodes back to back. But I have something that I realize I have not told anybody, and I'll tell you. Okay, and? So, <laughs> I came out of my house, this was probably like Friday, to go to my car, right? I'm going to work. I come outside, Ford Focus, gray, you know, my car, you know what my car looks like. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, somebody sideswiped my car. And I was pissed because I've like taken such good care of that car. I am such a careful driver. I usually describe myself as like the most defensive driver. And I was like really angry. And I was like, oh my God, is the door, will this door open? Like, has it been fucked so bad that like the door won't open? Because it was a pretty deep swipe. And so I like go to unlock it. And go to open the door, and the door won't open. And I was like, oh, fuck. And then I see there's, like, a dent in the hood. And I was like, did somebody, like, steal my battery? Like, did somebody fuck with my car? Like, what is happening? And I was like, let me get the other fob. Val, will you go get the other key fob? Like, maybe, like, my key fob's not working, and I'm, like, starting to panic. And Val goes to get the other key fob. And I put the key in the door, and I was like, oh, my God, it's not opening it. It's not opening it. And Val was like, is this your car? (laughs) It wasn't your car. And I pulled it out and I pressed the little horn button and my car was two cars back. (laughs) Your car was like, hey, I'm back here. (laughs) It's like, hey, I'm over here. I was in this spot. I was in this. I'm over here. I'm not in that. I'm not in that. And it was obviously a huge. And literally I like beeped it and it was like, "Eh, eh," and I was like, have a good day. I love you. (laughs) Like I just like walked Oh, good God. Oh, thank God. My car is fine. (laughs) But I was like, I haven't told anybody about this. And it was an experience. Like, I was getting so upset. Oh, yeah. Like, your heart dropped. Mm. You're just like, what am I even going to do? Oh, thank God. It's not my car. It was not my car. It was not my car. But that was a fiasco that went on for a minute. (laughs) Life's getting back to normal, y'all. We're dealing with shit like this again. Like this. (laughs) It's been a weird day. It's been a time. It's been a weird life. But we're here. We have stories to tell. We have shit to talk about. You don't talk about weird shit. Sarah has a show this weekend. She's her directorial debut. I do. It's this weekend. Is it? We might have had our days off. For the second episode. Yeah, but we already recorded next week's episode. Did we? Yeah. Sarah! So I just had my directorial debut. Last we weekend. said in the last episode we were like, not this weekend. I know. I just thought weekend. of it. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. There will be others. <laughs> we don't have our calendars in front of you, us, or you. I don't know what you're doing. We're figuring it out, y'all. We're back in person. It. Don't we sound so if good? You can tell we're still not back quite in the swing of things, but man, we are trying to catch up. We're trying to get back there. We're trying, y'all. Does that mean I anything? I didn't even tell the people last episode, so I'll tell them this episode, though. So, by the time you hear this, two weeks ago, I saw you saw spiral. I'm really surprised we got through a whole episode without you mentioning it once. Oh my god! It's because you talked about it downstairs. It's because I talked about downstairs, and I was just so excited to talk about being back in the studio. So that was last episode's banter. So now she's excited about spiral. Just so you know, if you've been following our Patreon. We have a series called I Seen It, where I tell Sarah the plot of a horror movie that she's never seen before. And the past several months and the next upcoming several months have all been the Saw franchise. There are 
or were eight films. So there's Saw one through seven. Then there's Jigsaw. And then the latest installation is Spiral, which if you haven't heard is <laughs> starring Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson. And you're like, what? Saw movie? Chris Rock? Samuel L. Jackson? Yes. yes. What I will say about Spiral, this is not a spoiler at all, I don't think, is that if you haven't watched any of the other Saw movies and you're not interested, that's okay. You can watch Spiral without having seen the other Saw movies. It does stand fine it on its own. It stands on its own. Oh, interesting. So if you're like, I'm curious, but I don't want to watch Eight Saw 1 through movies. 7 and Jigsaw just to watch this one Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson movie, you can totally do that. You can just watch Spiral. Um, it was directed by Darren Lynn Bozeman, who is the director of Saws 2, 3, and 4. Um, so it's exciting because it definitely brings back, like, the old feel. But it's also, like, everything is crisp and looks really beautiful in a way, cinematography-wise, that the other Saw movies, like, just never had. <laughs> because they didn't nice. have, you know, the budget older, or whatever. Yeah. And they're older. Um, and, you know, Bozeman has had, like, the experience now to make a prettier film and it's the writers of Jigsaw who wrote, which is the one that came out in 2017. So the same writers from the previous one, but a director that like really headed the franchise and had a big part of like what the direction of Saw was like having that person back to direct was really smart, but we saw it in IMAX, me and Christina. It was a completely empty theater. That is still crazy to me. It was crazy to us. And we were, when I bought the tickets, like you, it's assigned seats. You because, pick your seat, yeah. Because they don't, you know, social distancing. They want to make sure like everybody has a place where they're going to sit and they're not going to be too close to any other people. And when I bought the tickets, I was like, nobody else has bought tickets. Like how crazy would it be to be alone in that theater? And then we got there and I was like, there are like no other This is cars. crazy. And we walked in. And the theater was empty, and it was really cool. It was a – I was like, people pay a ton of money for this experience <laughs> to have an empty IMAX theater where you sit and watch this movie. But to, suffice to say, I cannot wait to talk about it when it comes up five months from now. <laughs> and if you want to hear me talking about the Saw franchise, which you should because it is a wild ride. It has been wild. And I have only fallen more in love with it, and it only gets crazier from here. So you should totally check it out. That is what comes with our $5 subscription to our Patreon. We have $1, $5, $10, $15 tiers. But $5 and up, you get access to I Seen It, and you will get to hear glorious tales of me regaling Sarah with Saw movies. And I, it's it's a great time. Yep, it is. It and really I is realized though. by the time we get done with this, we are going to have spent – the same amount of months talking about Saw that it takes to create a human and birth a human. Nine <laughs> months. Nine months. The birth of the Saw franchise. I love that. Literally. I love that. There it so is. So that's what I have to say about that. And the Saw movies are great. And if you ever want to talk to me about them, you should hit me the She's fuck an open up. Book. I'm an open book to talk about my opinions on Saw. And I don't want to give any spoilers about Spiral today because we will be talking about it in a few months. I don't want to know. but it, And Sarah doesn't want to know. Right. She wants to hear it in order. Um, but if you have any feelings about Spiral and you want to talk to me about them, hit me up on Instagram. Slide into my DMs. There you go. I'm so excited. She's ready. I don't think I am, but, you know, we'll see. What and happens. I'm just excited about I Saw Tit because we've passed four, which I've pretty much established as, like, my least favorite. 
And I'm like, five is really good. Six might be my favorite. And six is popular among soft fans in general. All right. Um, Six goes pretty high on people's lists. And then seven people usually hate, but there's a lot of fun things to talk about. And then we have Jigsaw and we have Spiral, which are all exciting. We are in the final half, back half. We're about to hit the middle. Let's go. Not right now. Not of this. The no, not this. Right. Not right now. This is a different. This, this is, is a regular different thing. So check out our Patreon. That's what's up. But today we're in the fucking studio. In the studio. And we're recording doing our it. show, telling stories. And I love it. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Stephanie. Hey, hey Leslie. Y'all, y'all ready to talk about some ghosts? Y'all ready to talk about some ghosts? And we say it so quick now because we're in unison and not listening to each other lag. If you've ever wondered why it sounds if we like dragged that. everything out, now it's going to be so fast. Y'all I ready know. To talk about now some I'm like, now I'm like, it doesn't feel right. Dead time stories. Doesn't feel right. You ready to talk about some ghosts? Are you ready to talk about some ghosts? Are you ready to talk about some ghosts? Are you going first this time? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. Okay. Speed through. Why? Is this, is this an Italian run? Gosh. There you go. That's what I said. Because we're hungry. Get in I'm there. I, I am so hungry, though. And uh, you guys, it's it smells so good. Mary Angela's house, it smells so... Oh, they make such good smelling food. They're, they're good, cook, good cooks. Good cooks. All right. What I'm talking about is I've got two little weird world true crime stories. Yeah, it was like a question. The first one, is, I mean, one of them, you're like, no, that's a crime. The first one, you're like, oh, yeah, that's... That is a crime. Oh, I thought it was like, it's true. Oh, no. <laughs> but I love that the question is like, it's a crime. It's a crime? <laughs> that is m- far more intriguing. Then I will just say, both of these stories I got from, I have a like tear off every day has a fact calendar and it's like weird true crime story facts okay. and like, things like that. So these are both stories that I got from there. The first one I'm going to talk about, it's going to be very short, but it's just fun. And it's called, you know what? I'm not going to say what it's called. Okay. Because it's going to give too much away. On April 15th, 2012, Welshman Reese Owen Jones and Carrie Mules woke up hungover as fuck in their house in Queensland, Australia. And they were like, that's, man, that's I what feel anybody like says shit. when they wake up in Queensland. That's true. The fuck, Mike? The fuck? They wake up, they're like, oh, crikey. I don't feel good. Oh, Reese, how are you? Oh, fuck, crikey, you don't feel good. Oh, do Carrie, have, how are do you? Do we have listeners in Australia? I feel like we do. Yeah. And they probably hate this. Right. They're like, please don't talk like that. You're Arr, right. Nar. Arr, nar. I can't do it. Have you ever seen those on TikTok? Yes. Arr, nar. I lost my part farley are. Your part farley are. I can't Arr, even do it. It hurts. It and, hurts. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, they wake up. I know you don't talk and they're like, like Australians. Did you get, what does your tattoo say? Dude, what does your tattoo say? <laughs> what is sweet? What's your tattoo say? My tattoo? My tattoo says dude. What's your tattoo say? My tattoo says sweet. That is how they say tattoo, though. I they know. say tattoo. That I didn't make up. It also just always makes me think of that the side bit of that bit in Scary Movie 2 where it's... With Ray fucked with me. With Ray. What's, Ray, your, Ray? what's your say? Ray, what's, what's your say? Fucked me. Ray, fucked me. Ray, fucked me. Ray, fucked me. All right. And the guy's like, uh. So they had that bit. You know, they woke up and then they... <laughs> you know, they woke up and they were like... They woke up and they were where's like, my car? Dude, where's my car? And then they heard a noise off to the right, and it was like a, ha! And it was a wallaby! Ha! No, it was a penguin. 
A penguin? A penguin. Okay. Most penguins don't live in Antarctica. People assume that's where all the penguins live, but most of them don't. Well, this one, it doesn't really matter because they got wasted and they broke into a nearby sea world on Queensland's Gold Coast to like bring him there? The night before. No, they broke into. So they got wasted the night oh, before. So they this broke is like the into hangover. Like they like woke up. They the woke next up day and they had and a penguin. Like trying to piece together. Yes. How they got this penguin. Where do we get this penguin? I've never seen the hangout. Is that the plot? Not that the, the penguin. Hangover. Isn't that the, the baby? I think I it's. I don't know. Didn't they wind up with a. I, it's the baby slash one of them is like getting married. So they've got to get and him he has back. A, Ed Helms has a face tattoo. That's the second one, That's I the think. The second one, yeah. I've the never first one, he loses them. a tooth. Yeah, my Mike Tyson is there. They're fine. This isn't about the Hangover. This, this is, is about, about Australians two dudes who woke up and, and had, they a had a penguin. Not like they gave birth to it, but they had it. And they, they had were it. like, "How did we get?" This and penguin? not like they like bought a zoo. They're just which like, is a they different movie. A, a we penguin. bought a zoo. That's a whole other movie. They woke up. They had this penguin. It turns out they had drunkenly broken into the Sea World the night before. They went swimming with dolphins. Oh my god! They were setting off a fire extinct. They set off a fire extinguisher in a shark enclosure. Arnar, arnar. And before they snatched Dirk the penguin. Dirk, his Dirk, name is Dirk. They snatched Dirk the penguin. For a penguin. They woke up and they were like, "Oh right, Dirk's a part of the crew now." And they were like, "Dirk, Dirk." Dirk. Oh, Dirk. And they briefly tried to care for Dirk at their home oh, no. by feeding him and putting him in the shower before eventually they tried to release him into con- into a canal where they were spotted by locals who called the police what? and said, these two dudes have a penguin. And they're, they're telling him. Put it out here. They're in the like wild. crying, and they're like, "Get out of here! Go, Go on, penguin! You Go can't on. stay here. <laughs> can't you tell me to watch you anymore? Get That's out!" That's what they're saying to the penguin. <laughs> and these locals are like, "Er no!" They're like, "Er no!" <laughs> and they're throwing a penguin in the canal there, right? And so the crying. The cops show up. They were like, "Okay, you can't do." They this. were like, "Is this a crime? <laughs> Is this a crime?" The men were apprehended, chastised for their dangerous and irresponsible, intoxicated hijinks, and fined a thousand American uh, Australian dollars each. Dirk was rescued and safely returned to SeaWorld, where he was reunited with his partner, Peaches. So Peaches woke up the next morning and Dirk was gone, and she like, said, Erner! Erner! <laughs> Where's Dirk? Where's Dirk? Oh, because they mate for life. Yes. So that's the silly story of the snatching of Dirk the penguin. And I it was a crime. I just love that these two dudes crime? these two dudes got wasted, broke into SeaWorld, and they were there long enough to swim, to with, swim dolphins, with dolphins, obviously say fuck the sharks and set and off a fire steal, extinguisher and steal a penguin. So that's my first story. My second okay. story is definitely a crime. No question. And the title of this one is one of the most evocative headlines known in the history of American journalism, is this headline for this tale. And the headline that they saw at the top of the New York Post in 1983 was, Headless Body in Topless Bar. (laughs) Do you need that again? Headless Body in Topless Bar? In a topless bar. Okay. It's the Headless Body in a Topless Bar story. Okay. Right? So on October 13th, 1983, a Charles Dingle, 
It's very unfortunate. Dingle in the titty bar. Dingle in the titty bar. If you can imagine. Weird. A dingle in the titty bar. He's a dick dingle. Then uh, he was 23 at the time. He was. Richard? Richard Dingle? No, Charles. Chuck Dingle. Okay, Chuck Dingle. Dingle Chuck. (laughs) Dingle Chuck. Um. Was high on cocaine and booze. Oh, yeah, he was. When he whipped out a gun at Herbie's Bar in Jamaica, Queens, New York, and he blew away the owner, Herbert Cummings, then 51. Jesus They got in a fight, and he shot him and killed him. Dingle Dangle then took four women hostage, raped one of them, one of the dancers, while robbing several others. As Dingle Dangle- While robbing? Or I mean, I assume that like he raped them and then he robbed them. I don't think he was like mid action yelling like, like uh... "Give me your purse!" Like in between. And they were like, "That's my purse. Thrust. That's my purse. I don't know you and I don't like you." As he was rifling through a pocketbook, buckle up, it's gonna get worse. He learned that one of the female hostages was a mortician. He then ordered her to dig the bullet out of Cummings' head so the police couldn't link his gun to the slaying. Once she had completed the gruesome task, he said, you know what, just to be safe, cut his head off. And he forced her to decapitate, cutting off Cummings' head with a steak knife. The fuck? Hours later, he released two of the hof two of the hostages. Then he went on another rampage, swiping a cab and driving around with the other two hostages, along with Cummings' head Head. in a box. What's in the box? He finally parked the cab on Broadway at West 168th Street in Upper Upper Manhattan, where he fell asleep behind the wheel. The terrified hostages... I mean, what a night. ...jumped out. I mean, he was wiped, you know? They jumped out and they frantically told a transit officer all out of what had happened. Dingle Dangle was convicted of murder, kidnapping, rape, and robbery, and he is currently serving a 25-year-to-life term. Since 1984, Dingle Dangle has repeatedly assaulted prison staff, tried to conceal deadly weapons, including a shank. So he's not getting paroled is what you're telling me. But he's trying. His latest infraction was in April of 2011. Dingle Dangle has already been shot down twice by the parole board. Well, yeah, because he's it's one thing if it's like, okay, you did all these things. Go like make yourself a better person in prison. If you go to prison and then you just keep assaulting people. You're a shit person. You're not going to get paroled, dummy. In a 2010 interview with The Post. Your trash. Dingle Dangle Trashhead blasted the media for having made it hard for him to get a fair trial. Yeah, sure. This, You know what this sounds like? The pooper intendant. How dare they talk about my case? People are going to know that I poop behind the tracks. No, don't look at the fact that I poop behind the tracks. Look at the fact that you the, guys talked talk, about the it. people talking about it are the reason that I It's can't. not that I, like, murdered a guy in a bar and then forced a woman to decapitate him. It's the fact that you talked about it. It's not that I went on, like, a robbing, raping rampage that night and I, you know, did all that or whatever. Or the fact that I keep beating people in prison. It's that you keep talking about it's it. the the media the me- fake news in a 2010 interview with the post he said it's the media's fault quoted everything is not as it appears claiming he was convicted on the word of disreputable witnesses that you wasn't the, me i didn't do it the women you raped you know that wasn't me that was my twin brother oh, stop. oscar 
Of the parole board, he added, they expect you to come in and plead guilty and take responsibility for the crime. I can't do it because I didn't do it. My eyes are going to get stuck going back to the back of He didn't do it. Oh, I know. But don't think I don't have hope, Dingle Dangle said. The board might let me go one day, but until then, I'm going to fight. Everybody and anybody with this homemade shake I made in the prison. Oh, my God. So that's the crazy, crazy fucking story of Charles Dingle Dangle and his one night spree. Jesus. Yeah, no, that's wild. The headless body and the topless bar. He rots in prison. That's what he deserves. So a little bit about, again, it's called the most anatomically evocative headline in the history of American journalism. It was written by a Vincent Musetto and it graced the front page of the New York Post on April 15th, 1983. Musetto's headline stuck in the cultural consciousness appearing on t-shirts and used as the title of both a 1995 movie loosely based on the crime and a 2007 book about the best New York Post headlines ever written. And this story is the story that was on the date of April 20th. 420. And what what was the headline? Headless body in a topless bar. (laughs) God damn. It's not quite a headless horseman, but, you know, headless in a titty bar. Dangle in a titty bar. Dangle in a titty bar. Headless you don't want to let a dangle in your titty bar. Headless body in a topless bar. Gosh, it is pretty brilliant. Most evocative. And, you know, the people who write the headlines are not usually the people who actually wrote the story. No. It's usually, like, the editor or somebody that actually does the headline. Mm-hmm. So he didn't even write the story. He just read the story, and he was like, how do I sum this up? Headless, headless body, body in a topless, topless bar. bar. Got it. Gold. Golden. Like, I wonder how long it took him to come up with it. His Emmy Award winning <laughs> journalism. journalism. Got him. He got the a title. Peabody just for that headline. I'm sure he probably should have. He should have. So that's my stories, and I'm sticking to it. Okay. Stephanie, what are you talking about this week? What am I talking about this week? That's what I just asked you. That is what you just asked me. I kind of feel like I have to burp. That's not what I'm talking about, though. Excuse me. There there it was. I apologize. Better out than in, I always say. Do you? That's the first time I've ever said it. Well, there you have it. Um, Heard it here first. But I'll say it now. Emmy award-winning journalism. Forever and on. Um, So, Sarah, (laughs) I, uh, dabbling a little bit with what I talked about last week, which was 10 minutes ago. Not 10 minutes ago. It was like a half hour ago. Um... I wanted to talk a little bit about the history and the culture of the no sleep subreddit. Oh, okay. All right. (laughs) Which I found really fascinating. Fascinating. So we touched on it just a little bit before when we talked about this is where places for totally like amateur horror writers to go and, you know, fear. uh, You want to believe that some of them are true. Of course. But for the most part, it's amateur horror writers going to like experiment and write a horror story and, like, get some feedback and see how people feel about it. It's like creepypasta. Yes. But strictly for Reddit. For Reddit. On a Reddit platform. Spooky stories. Uh, So Reddit turned 15 last year. It'll be 16 this year. Isn't that wild? I love Reddit. (laughs) And so um, with such, uh, there was an article from The Insider where they were like, we want to look at the history of 
the No Sleep subreddit. Oh, okay. So No Sleep has gained a lot of popularity, even if people haven't heard of it. Um, it's gotten to the point where there are people on No Sleep who have gotten book deals. There is actually a movie coming up that is produced by Ryan Reynolds, and they made uh, the writer take the story off of subreddit because they're making a movie out of it. Wow. That's um, really cool. Yes. And I believe it's called like it's called something like The Patient That Almost Made Me Leave Medicine or something like that. Um, and the story, I believe, like it's one of those and you'll know this because you're on Reddit. But some of the stories are like mul- are people make like a series. Yes. There's like multiple parts to it. And yes. this was like an eight, nine part series. Um, that my understanding is like it sounds like the dude was possessed. Like yeah. the, the doctor was trying to do all these things to fix him, but like sounds like he had a demon in him. But I haven't actually read it yet because There's a they, demon in there. they took it down because they're gonna make a movie out of it. Um so it's really, really fascinating that this is like Anytime there's like a quote unquote subculture, and I think of Reddit itself as its own little culture, and it has all its own little subcultures. That's what the subreddits are. Um, but anytime that something like that is not necessarily known by like a wider audience, it's not something you hear about all the time. But at the same time, there are all these inspirations coming from it, like big deals are being made about it. Um, there's a Steven Spielberg vehicle in the works coming from a no Reddit or from a no sleep subreddit. Um, but like I said, there are also authors that are getting book deals, which is really, really cool. Yeah. So the motto of the no sleep subreddit is everything is true here, even if it's not. <laughs> if you learn something, <laughs> that's, that's your, your own, own fault. fault. Uh, which again, going back into what we talked about with like one of the big rules of the no sleep subreddit is that you can't die in the story because it has to be something that is believable to a certain point. Um, so like if you, if you're like, and then I died, like that's not really believable. So in one series, the mods were discussing, this is the mods of the no sleep subreddit, uh, the OP is straying with is staying with an exchange family in Japan. Something is very wrong happening here. And at first, they notice wet footprints at the end of their bed, like someone has been watching them sleep. Then people in the village start running away as if alarmed by their presence. Things gradually get worse and worse after the OP ventures into the family grandparents' room one night and is subsequently overcome with an insatiable, unquenchable hunger that has readers despairing for them. This is, uh, so this is the typical kind of story, right? Something creepy like this where they're like, I can't explain it, whatever. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's ghosts. Sometimes it's like, I'm overcome by an insatiable hunger. Um, But the comments on the no sleep subreddits are always really great too, where people are like, I haven't slept since I read this. Or like, I love when people are like, this was bullshit. (laughs) Yes. Because they're also not censored on Reddit. They will tell you exactly what they think. Both people will tell you what they think. And sometimes people are mean. Oh, they're sometimes they're mean just to be mean. But, yeah. So, um, one of the, the mods of the site, uh, him and the, uh, his name is Rog. He said that he was talking with the other moderators. And they were getting really in-depth conversations about whether they thought the, the OP, which if you're not familiar with that terminology, is the original post person like the original poster Poster. Mm -hmm. um so all the people who will comment like they're when they say like op like you're blah 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 blah, they're talking about the person who originally made the post and that goes for a lot of things a lot of things that they do that in like facebook groups too if you're in any of those um but that's what people are talking about uh and they were trying to see if this person who was typing up this story could type it up in real time 
Um, so like all this information was coming in, they were getting more and more parts and they're like, is this person really going to be like bought into, do people really, really love this? So people have to really be into it for a story to do well, because Reddit is all based on upvotes. So, um, there are algorithms that people can follow to try and do better on no sleep posting at certain times of day. Uh, if you can get 15 upvotes within your first hour, you're very likely to be like one of the top posts of the day. So people will strategically post their no sleep stories. Yes. It's all about the algorithm. Um, and then trying to get people to like like it and get it to go up as quickly as possible. Um, but in order for a story to become popular, people in the comments have to be into it. And it can't be like, fuck this story. Right? Can't this wasn't even scary. I don't even care. Um, and the no sleep subreddit is very, very popular. So I talk about people not knowing it, but it has a huge fan base. There are 14 million Reddit users who are signed up to follow no sleep. So it's actually one of the most popular subreddits if you're not familiar with the brand, which is possible. I feel like people, there are people who aren't on Reddit who get sent to Reddit when they Google stuff. Yes. And it'll be like, there's a Reddit where people talk about this. I feel like I will Google, and I say Google, but I'll just search through Reddit for things. Reddit has a ton of shit on there. Um, And this particular subreddit, so the No Sleep subreddit, began in March of 2010. And the distinct brand of horror has become its own culture in the decades since, dubbed Creepypasta. So Creepypasta um, and sites like that actually kind of came from No Sleep because this was a really popular place for people to share these, like, quote-unquote urban legends Mm -hmm. or, like, this is a spooky picture. This is what I saw. And now I'm here. I didn't die, though, because it wouldn't be on Because it wouldn't work. A group of moderators ensures every post is approved and follows the strict set of rules before it's posted. A story has to be believable within reason, be first-person narrative, and, the most important one, the writer can't die before the end. Mods also read every comment made on the stories, making sure they're respectful and contribute to discussion by playing along. Because some Reddits, you know, they're like... (laughs) You can say whatever the fuck you want. Um, But at least in the comments of No Sleep, like, the moderators will keep it to, like, this at least has to be feedback about this story. You can say, like, this is donkey shit, but you can't just, like, come in and blow it up with whatever. Like, you need to be talking. There are a lot of subreddits that that keep that for the comments. Because they're just like, this might be relevant somewhere else, but, like, don't bring it here. They're like, bitch, this isn't 8chan. Don't bring that here. Which, ooh, I could do a whole other episode about 8chan when talking about QAnon. Which, girl, that's another time. <laughs> another time. But that's on my list of things to talk about, yeah, by the way. Yeah, that's a whole big series for us. Oh, that is a whole thing. <laughs> um, however, so the people who run um, the No Sleep, the, the mods of the No Sleep uh, subreddit, they are not immune to the spookiness. Um, many of them will talk about stories They're that like, have never stuck with sleep. them. For years, right. Um, And Rog, the guy we mentioned earlier, he dedicates 10 to 20 hours a week of his spare time to the subreddit, yet he still finds himself losing hours by falling down the no-sleep rabbit hole, especially when it's a series with multiple parts that provides a slow burn with plenty of character development. Yeah. So you can find little short stories, which when I was trying to find one to share, I was trying to find a shorter one because I 
was like, I'm not trying to read like a six part series. Oh my God. A novella on dead time stories. Um, which is why I went with the Betsy doll last week. Cause I was like, Ooh, this is spooky, but it's not too like ghosty. What a twist, but also very digestible. Yes. Uh, when Rog loves, uh, what Rog loves about the subreddit is the quote unquote creep factor that really makes you feel terror for the person who's writing the story. It's a very specific brand of horror where the community gets involved and interacts with the writer so they become a part of the story. Mm-hmm. The whole goal of the story is to inspire fear in others, Rog said, and some of my favorites, you can feel it. I don't know if they've actually experienced this in their lives, but they're either exceptional writers or they're just putting it out the way they feel. Um, and it's very much got the feeling of like sitting around the campfire and like spooky stories. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really interesting. And I read through like so many of them. There's a ton of stuff on there, but I'm also like, I don't want to read it late at night because I don't want it to give me nightmares and give me no sleep. Because that's um, what they're trying to do. That's what they're trying to do. Uh, I would love to believe that some of these were written like in seriousness, but like it's also I you I can't I don't believe anything I read on there. Mm-mm. But I would like to <laughs> sometimes. I mean, I don't want terrible things to happen, but I love the idea that some of those stories are true. Um, and one of the founders of that subreddit, um, her story was about when she was younger. She used to see this man with a hat with red eyes in her bedroom, and she Mm -hmm. told her parents about it, and they didn't believe it, and she said it didn't go away until she moved away when she was an adult. And she insists that is a true story. Mm. And she's one of the people that started the subreddit. Um, But it has, over the last 11 years, like, morphed into what it is now, which is this, like, completely other thing. It's taken on a life of its own since it came up over a decade ago, um, which there's the No Sleep podcast. I can't remember if I mentioned this while recording. Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned it in the last episode. Last episode. Um, but there's actually a podcast devoted entirely to the No Sleep subreddit, and they read it like ghost stories. They have people on each week like reading you mm-hmm. a story from No Sleep, which I think is pretty cool. And it's um, – excuse me uh, – I'm trying to remember who produced it because I don't have that here. I have his name. The No Sleep Podcast? Yes. The No Sleep Podcast is hosted by David Cummings, um, but he's not necessarily the ones reading one reading the stories. He has different people on each week to read you something from the No Sleep Reddit, which I think is really fucking cool. Um. And the story that I read last week uh, was by somebody who I told you was called the Dalek Emperor. That was the person's name on Reddit. Mm -hmm. Uh, That person was actually hired to write an episode of The Haunting on Hill Hill House on Netflix. That's so cool. Uh, Which I think is super, super awesome. And Tony Linetti's story, The Spire in the Woods, which he wrote under the username The Boy on the Clock, is being adapted by Steven Spielberg. Mm. Ryan Reynolds revealed that he was interested and not just that he was interested. He has bought the rights to it at this point um, to turning the renowned story of the sub called the patient who nearly drove me out of medicine. Uh, He is turning that into a film. And so it's really becoming this, this big, it's really cool that it's becoming a part of bigger culture where there are movies based on it. There's like, People getting work from it. Writers are, you know, being offered book deals, being offered to work with these filmmakers. 
Uh, I think that is a really, really fucking cool thing about it, whether you believe that these stories are true or not. Yeah. Obviously, it gives people a great experience to write these stories and gives them a wider audience to share that with. Um, it's comforting to think that there are dark corners we haven't explored. So <laughs> the idea that like it's 2021 and there are still things that spook us yeah. and there are still like this kind of storytelling where we talk about the spooky things that make our hairs raise and make us really uncomfortable and we can't really explain them. I love that there is still a place for that um, and a place for that that is really well attended. Like people are super into it. So if you would like to explore a little bit of what's out there for no sleep, there's a ton of stuff. There is plenty of shit for you to find on there. You can also Google lists of really good stories. Um, but those are I, you can't look up the one about the patient because that one has been taken down because yeah. they're turning it into a movie. Sure. Which I think is really That's really fair. Cool. Um, but the uh, <laughs> the Dalek Emperor has other stories besides the Betsy doll, but that's the writer who went on to write for The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. Um, you can look up all of these people and find free stories by them, but it's a really lovely little special horror bubble on the internet for yeah. people that are interested in it. Very accessible, which I think is super cool. There's no paywall with Reddit. It's just free. It's just there for you to look it up. But there are tons of really, really great lists you can find of stories on No Sleep, and it's got a really cool history, and I love that it has become a venue for artists to make money off of writing horror. Yeah. It's really cool to have that kind of like a platform. Cause like you think back and say YouTube used to kind of be that version of a platform for video. Yeah. And even audio content creators. And that's of course become a, a it's shit very show. saturated. Yeah. But something with Reddit, because it can get so condensed into specific communities and genres with the subreddits. You can get does, fucking niche you can get niche you can really reach <laughs> out to the audience that is into what you're into you can get far more critiques and your your work i feel like can reach a wider fan base of people who are a little more who are people and not bots yes and people who are more active and more loyal than you would find on these other mainstream huge platforms for like content creators well artists <laughs> I have to always hold myself back from being like, we're just creating content. And I'm like, it's not. We're doing art. This is work. It's art. I lay this in is bed a show. at night trying to remind myself that I'm an artist. <laughs> and I don't just make content. And not just that, but that like, not just, yeah, I don't just make content. Like I'm a multi-talented person because I feel, I never feel comfortable calling myself an actor or a writer or mm -hmm. like. I don't know. Sometimes I call myself a performer, but I'm like, I don't know what I am. And I'm like, I'm an artist. I'm a person who creates. I'm a person who makes things out of other things or out of nothing. I'm a person who uses my brain to to make art. And whether you like it or not, this show is art. This show is art, you bitch. Fuck you if you think this it's different. This is our art. Our show, our art, our art, our farts, bird. So if you want to find some really cool free farts. horror on oh, the internet. Yes. Oh, farts too. I mean, eat your beans, kids. You can get farts all over Reddit. You can get farts. Ugh, girl, you can get farts for free at the store. 
they'll be like, <laughs> they'll be like, mom, can you give me farts at Reddit? And she'll be like, no, we got farts at home. And these are the farts at home. And the farts at home are just like the wet, squishy farts. And you're like, I don't want that I don't kind. Want that kind I want of fart. Like deep, rumbly one. But please, yeah, if you're interested, check out the No Sleep Reddit. It is a cool place to be. And I think it's a really, really awesome platform that is finding work for horror artists. It is. It's cool. And I love that. I love that. I love this art, this fart art. And I love this fart art. If you like fart art, art, for $15 a month, you can see art that I have created of ghosts farting. Celebrity ghosts farting for you. It is literal fart art. $15 a month on Patreon. You heard Vinay and Esther. They gave raving reviews of the celebrity ghost fart. It made me feel really, really good as an artist. So... I think that you should totally subscribe to our Patreon. We have $1, $5, $10, $15 tiers. We have merch available on our website. And, of course, you can totally support our show for free by going into the iTunes store and leaving us a five-star review. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, Easy fart art. Easy motherfucking peasy, lemon, goddamn squeezy, fart art. We're here. We're Dead Time Stories. That's- and we're bringing this content art to your ear fart holes. I don't know. That's it. I'm Stephanie. I'm Sarah. And this This has been been Dead Time Stories. Thanks for listening. Dead Time Stories is hosted by Sarah Heddens and Stephanie C. Curtison. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Rennie Slackman. Oh, that was me farting. Oh, none of this recorded. You better stop. (laughs) If you don't think that this has been recording the whole time, if you don't think I haven't been looking behind...